Fourth down. And 25 for the Chiefs. They want to use up all five seconds remaining so that they don't give the ball back to San Francisco. Kansas City 31, San Francisco 20. Mahomes takes the snap. He is just going to throw it long for Demarcus Robinson. It is going to use up all the time. The game is over, and the Chiefs kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 54. Thompson looking, changes direction, scrambling, end zone, touchdown! Isaiah Schubert for the lead! And the win! The one-two again. Welcome back. Hello again. Happy holidays, everybody. This is Cole's Corner. I'm your host, Cole Carmody. Today, you ask the questions, I have the answers. Burning questions, everything sports, coming your way right now. That's right. Burning questions is back. You guys asked me some really good questions. I had to really struggle to pick out um, 10, but I think I found... 10 that cover everything from the NFL uh, to some baseball, some NBA, some college basketball, some college football. We got a little bit of everything. So I think this is going to be a really fun show to do. I'm excited. Uh, make sure you listen because <laughs> there's going to be some, some, some fun stuff that uh, we got going on today. And to kick things off, we have a doozy. I have a feeling I know who asked this question. Well, it's not really a question. It's just kind of a statement, and it's a little ignorant, but I'm going to read it. It's very simple. It says, Browns greater than sign, Chiefs. You, something is wrong with you, yes. sir! Yeah, I mean, really? <laughs> Stephen A. is right. Something is wrong with you. Uh, you, whoever uh, asked me that question, there's no way that the Browns are better than the Chiefs. Um, I understand they're a very, very hot team right now. You know, you look and see what this Browns team has done, and quite honestly, it's been pretty remarkable. The fact that they lost Odell Beckham Jr. for the season and have somehow been better just goes to show you that the NFL is wacky this year. I mean, it's the COVID year. I've been saying that. People have been saying that. But it is just true. When you see what's gone on with this Cleveland Browns team, they're really, it's an anomaly in the NFL. And I get that they've played well, and they have. But they've beat up on some pretty bad teams. You could make an argument that their best win came over the Tennessee Titans. And that was a big win. But I think uh, Nick Wright uh, of Fox Sports 1 said it best when the Titans are a better version of the Browns. The Browns are very Jekyll and Hyde. For as good as they looked against the Titans, they blew the game against the Ravens. Now, 
I get that they're still in very good position, and there's a real chance that if Pittsburgh loses, which they are a home underdog to the Indianapolis Colts, if they lose on Sunday and the Browns win, the Browns will, they play the Jets, that we could be looking at a Week 17 matchup for the AFC North crown. And how crazy would that be, considering, you know, three weeks ago at this time, we're talking about the Steelers potentially going undefeated and getting the one seed. Well, they have completely fallen off the face of the earth, and that has opened the door for the Cleveland Browns to, you know, maybe do something. And it wouldn't surprise me if they end up winning that division, because I think Pittsburgh has really fallen off, but that still doesn't make them a, a good team in reference to the Cleveland Browns. I just, I can't see them doing anything in the playoffs. I'll be honest. I don't trust Baker Mayfield. He doesn't seem like the type of guy that I want when it's cold outside, when you have to run the ball. Um, but when he when he has to make a play, is he going to? I mean, seriously, are, are we really convinced that Baker is that guy who can go up and out-duel Mahomes? Is he going to be that guy, who again, who can keep up with the Tennessee Titans? I mean, they almost blew that game. That was a 41-35 game. Okay, they were destroying them in the first half. The Titans came back and won. I get that, but I mean, I still have questions about that defense as well. I mean, they didn't exactly light the world on fire against the New York Giants, who had Colt McCoy as their quarterback, right? I mean, I get that they won by two scores, but that's a team they need to put away, and they didn't do it. You know, you go back and 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 obviously the Ravens game, forty-seven, forty-two, uh, forty-one, thirty-five to the Titans, twenty-seven, twenty-five to the Jags. 22-17 to the Eagles, 10-7 to the Texans. They lost to the Raiders. They beat the Bengals by three. They got blown out by the Steelers. They scooted by the Cowboys in a game earlier this season that just featured a million points. So I'm not sold on the Browns. And I get if you're an anti-Chiefs fan, which if you say that the Browns are better than the Chiefs, I'm going to assume you are. You could go through the Chiefs schedule and do the same thing. But the difference is the Chiefs win those close games, and the Browns haven't. So the Browns are not better than the Chiefs, but good try. Next question. Super Bowl guesses. And I think if you've been listening to me or have followed me or know me, you know that I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. I think they're going to go 15-1. and Originally, I said the Chiefs were going to go undefeated at 16-0 and and win the Super Bowl. But that one slip-up to the Raiders is going to prevent them from doing that. I think this team goes to the Super Bowl. I think they finish out the season, regular season 15-1. and And I think they have one of the best seasons in the history of the NFL. The question is, who are they going to play? Because right now, the NFC is completely wide open. I am not, I repeat, I am not sold on the New Orleans Saints. I get that the Chiefs played them close, but it really wasn't a close game. I mean, again, I say this every week. As a Chiefs fan, were you really scared that they were going to lose that game? Because I know I wasn't. It didn't feel like that that was the team that was up to the Chiefs' standards. Now, maybe in the first half, their defense played fairly well. I mean, they got pressure on the quarterback. But the Chiefs are running out a JV offensive line. And credit to those guys. They played their behinds off. But it doesn't matter. The Chiefs are so much better. Patrick Mahomes is so much better that he can overcome an offensive line that has backups in. So yeah, I think they're a shoo-in for the Super Bowl, and I don't know if the Saints are the NFC favorite like everybody said. If I had to pick a team right now in the NFC, I'm leaning the Green Bay Packers. Don't count the Seattle Seahawks out. That defense is starting to play a little bit better. 
if Russell Wilson can hold on to the football, I mean, that's a scary team in the playoffs just because of history and Pete Carroll, you know, DK Metcalf out there on the edge, Tyler Lockett, what they can do offensively. You know, Jamal Adams hopefully starts to figure things out on the back end and, and helps that defense. He's been playing better as of late. I think, I think the Seahawks are better than the Saints. Um, I think the Cardinals have a chance to make some noise in the playoffs. It's the NFC is wide open, but if I had to pick right now, I think we see a State Farm Super Bowl of the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes versus the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. That'd be my guess as of today, but I wouldn't be surprised. Like I said, if the Seahawks, if um, I guess you could say the Saints, I'm not completely sold on them. If you want to say Seahawks, Saints, and Cardinals, those are the four teams along with the Green Bay Packers that I think um, would be able to make to the Super Bowl on the NFC side. On the AFC side, if something doesn't, if something happens and, and Patrick Mahomes, you know, gets hurt or um, the Chiefs beat themselves, because that's really the only way I see them losing. Uh, I think the Tennessee Titans. I said that, and I will continue to say it. That team scares me. That's about the only team in the AFC that I'm afraid to play if I'm a Chiefs fan uh, is the Tennessee Titans. And if not the Tennessee Titans, then maybe the Baltimore Ravens. I'm not sold on the Buffalo Bills. I don't think they're going to win a single game in the playoffs. I think they're just not that good. I think they're that sexy pick that everybody's falling in love with right now. But again, I look at quarterbacks, and I'm not sold on Josh Allen. I'm just – I he's – you know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He either turns the ball over a million times a game or he looks like an MVP and there's no one between. And you can't have that in the playoffs. You have to be the steady Eddie that you need. And I don't think that's Josh Allen right now. So um, those are the teams in the AFC. But to answer the question, Chiefs, Packers, as of December 23rd. Next question. This is a loaded one. If you could pick one sport to watch for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Now, this is something that I've had to think about because when I saw this question, it's like, okay, well, that's a little, you know, off the off the grid, but it's a good question. And I'm a baseball guy, but I'm also a big football guy. Originally, my answer was, oh, I'm going to watch Major League Baseball. You know, it's on every day. But then how fun would that be? Because Major League Baseball is, it's on every day, sure, but the minute details, since there's so many games it can get bogged down into the day-to-day things, and it just seems repetitive. So my answer is going to be the NFL, because I think you can really dive into things in the NFL, and it, it lasts so long, right? I mean, you're getting training camp from July, and the Super Bowl is in February. You get a month or two off, then there's the draft. The offseason goes real quick, and you're preparing for the regular season which, you know, lasts months. So I think the answer is the NFL, and I get that, you know, it's only on a few days, but recently what the NFL is doing with how they're expanding, I think it's awesome. I think that's one of the, the you know, plus sides, if you could say that, of the COVID season is we're seeing that. Games on a Monday at 4.30, we'd never have seen before, but they're working and they're fun and it's cool. There's going to be a game on Christmas Day on a Friday. Like, how awesome is that? I mean, even if they're not good games, it's football. It's something you can have on the TV, you can watch. And if you're a fan of the league, I think you got to love that. I, it's, it's cool to me that they're finally starting to expand and, you know, see that, okay, we don't just have to be on Sundays. I know people don't like Thursday night football. I don't have a problem with it. I think it's kind of fun, especially, you know, you can go out with your friends on a Thursday night and, you know, go out to the bar or whatever. The game's on TV. It's cool. I love it. Um, the NFL is 
doing some really good things. So as far as that question goes for number three, if I could pick one sport to watch for the rest of my life, and why, what would it be and why I would say the NFL, just because of its availability, because of its um, its, its its coolness, I guess you could say. These players, they, 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 they really help society too. You know, we've seen it with the social justice movements and with the voting movements. I mean, these guys make a difference in their communities. So, you know, not to say that Major League Baseball players or NBA players don't, because I think they do. But I think the NFL right now is just on a whole other level. And I think it's right up there with as popular as it's ever been. And it's probably up there with the most popular sport in the world. I know soccer uh, in Europe, obviously, is probably a little bit more popular you know, worldwide. But for the United States, I mean, you, can, there's, you can't beat the NFL. So um, the answer to that question is the National Football League. Number four. Which do you prefer to watch, college or pro? Now, I'm going to answer this two-part. For football, I'd rather watch pro football. And I'm just going to say that because I'm not an Alabama or a Clemson fan, right? I'm sure if I was one of those two fans, I would much rather watch the Clemson Tigers than the Carolina Panthers. And I would much rather watch the Alabama Crimson Tide than, I guess your team would be the Atlanta Falcons? I don't know in that market. So, yeah, I would say um, professional football just because of we have the best team in, in the league and the best player in the world. So, yeah, I would rather watch professional football over college football right now. Although, you know, don't get me wrong, I love covering college football. I love covering college sports. I find that aspect to be really fun. When you get to know the people that are involved around the game, that part is really cool. But the NFL, again, kind of like I've already talked about, it's just on a whole other level. So I would say uh, the NFL, um, as far as basketball goes, that's a really good question because I'm starting to change my opinion on this a little bit. I really like the NBA. And I wish there was a team in Kansas City because I wish we could follow them more closely. And I'll get on this here in a little bit, but it's time, right? It's time for the NBA to come to Kansas City. This city will support an NBA team. It is starving for an NBA team. And I think it would be really fun. Because right now, this is the best the NBA has been in decades. These guys are legit. People say they don't play defense. To that, I say watch an NBA game and see how many shots are made with good defense. Because these guys are amazing athletes. They're amazing basketball players. And... It's more fun to watch. It just is. It might not be as energetic. It might not be as, you know, passionate. But it's more fun to watch from strictly entertainment standpoint. You go to a game. You're going to see things you have never... If you've never been to an NBA game, you will see things that you did not know were humanly possible to do with a round basketball in someone's hands. These guys are amazing. It's fun to watch. It's it's not as passionate, I'll give you that. And as much as I love being in a student section and watching a college basketball game, you like that for your team. You like watching college basketball for your team. If you're a KU fan, you like watching KU. And maybe you like watching the Big 12, but you like watching KU. We have the luxury of not having an NBA team and following the league. And I think that's what makes it so cool. So, yeah, I mean... I'm probably not very likely to sit down 
and watch a random college basketball game on a Wednesday night between um, Louisville and I don't even know uh, whoever is in that conference. You know, I'm probably not likely to watch you know UCF and Louisville as I am gonna watch you know the Lakers and the Clippers. We're on last night. I'll use that as an example, right? So I would much rather at this stage right now in the COVID age anyway. Because I think that has a huge part of it with no fans for college basketball. I would rather watch the NBA than college basketball. Next question. It's a two-parter. Favorite college team and favorite NBA team. Now, let's see. (laughs) If you know me, you know my favorite college team is K-State. So we're going to assume that K-State is out of here. And my favorite college team, it's got to be the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, my dad is from Michigan. So as a kid, I loved watching Chad Henney, the backup quarterback for the Chiefs now. Mike Hart. I mean, those are the glory days for me of Michigan football. You know, even Denard Robinson back when um, Lloyd Carr was there. You know, even the Rich Rod days, right? So, yeah, I mean, Michigan is, is pretty cool. Even Michigan basketball has been pretty good. This name, if you're listening to this and you're a KU fan, I'm sorry, but I got to do it. Trey Burke. I mean, oh, my God, when Michigan beat KU, I think it was in the Elite Eight or the Sweet 16, one of the two. I remember being at home watching that game and being so happy. It's not only because I like Michigan, but it was KU too, right? So I would say Michigan is my uh, second favorite college team. Not as big into them now just because of um, being a student at K-State, obviously. But, you know, it's always been fun to watch. Um, you know, everybody around me and my dad and, and his friends, you know, big-time Michigan fans. So I'd have to go with uh, the Michigan Wolverines on that. The second part of that question, who's your favorite NBA team? Well, I said I was going to talk about this earlier. My favorite NBA team, just like Drake, it's got to be the Toronto Raptors. This. Don't talk to me. Talk to these people. It's about these people right here. It's about these people. It's about the city. We, hey, listen, listen. We have the best player. We have the best fans in the whole in the whole NBA in the whole world. Look around. Look around you. Look at this. We created this. This didn't exist before we were here. Look around at the square. I promise you, right now, we did this. Doesn't matter what anybody says. They can say it's disrespectful. They can say it's this and that. And that. Everybody's within. Everybody's within the rules. Everybody's doing their thing. All we are is proud and passionate. We are like a college sports team. The Toronto Raptors are a college sports team. I promise you. I love Toronto. I love this team. And we're going to the NBA Finals. Let's go! Yeah, I mean, come on. You gotta love that, right? And I never was a huge Toronto Raptors fan, I'll be honest. But seeing them go on that run the other, you know, two years ago, I guess it would have been with Kawhi Leonard and and Kyle Lowry and those guys and seeing them win their first ever NBA championship, it was really cool. And it reminded me of Kansas City. It reminded me of the of the Royals when they went on those runs where nobody expected. You know, they got James Shields and Wade Davis in a trade and said we're going all in. They end up winning a World Series. Toronto says, I don't care. We're going to trade one of our, you know, I guess you could put them on the Mount Rushmore of the Toronto Raptors and DeMar DeRozan. You bring in Kawhi Leonard, who you knew the odds of him coming back weren't that good, and you win a championship. I think it's awesome. You know, they got one of the biggest... Um, music superstars and probably the history of music and drake 
is a majority owner uh, of the Toronto Raptors. And so anytime you have someone influential as him, helps out your brand, no doubt. But, I mean, Toronto is, I don't want to compare it to Kansas City because it's a lot bigger, but as far as the people go, everything that I have heard, I mean, I would love to live in Toronto. I want to go visit Toronto. I think it's a great city. And I, and I think that the Raptors are a lot like the Chiefs and the Royals where people kind of just forget about them, and they've been really good these past few years. So I would say my team right now is probably the Toronto Raptors, another reason that I like the Raptors. Unfortunately, they didn't end up coming to Kansas City. They'll be playing their home games in, in Tampa Bay until the travel restrictions from Canada are lifted. They'll be starting in Tampa Bay. I know there was a big push by Mayor Quentin Lucas to get them to start the season um, and play at the T-Mobile Arena, which, by the way, I'm still not used to not calling it the Sprint Center. I mean, how long was that name there for? It's the T-Mobile Center Arena now. But Toronto Raptors, I think, are my favorite NBA team just because you know the similarities to Kansas City are very, very striking. And I think it's really cool to see a city support a team like that. I mean, they have it's out there. It's called Jurassic Park. They watch the games. It's 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 the energy in that building is just ridiculous. And so I would say that the Toronto Raptors right now are my favorite NBA team. The next question, which is the first time uh, this team has been mentioned on Cool's Corner. I'm not gonna lie. So this was a little interesting. I saw this question. I figured I'd throw it on there. Is Mizzou really a top 15 team? And I can sit here and tell you, I think yes. They are undefeated. Guys, this is a good team. I understand they barely got by uh, the Bradley Braves last night, but every every team is going to have that clunker game, especially in college basketball in the COVID age. But, I mean, you look at this team right now and – they're undefeated. They're number 14 in the country. They have some extremely quality wins. I just don't see the hate for Missouri. I mean, they. I feel like just because they're Missouri, people are going to hate on them. But you know what? It's time to put some respect on Missouri's name. Put some respect on my name. Y'all understand me? When y'all saying my name, put some respect on it. The Tigers played one game in November. They beat Oral Roberts 91-64. And then they just went on this run where they beat Oregon, who was at the time a top 25 team at a neutral site. And then they went down to Wichita, beat Wichita State, ho-hum, no big deal. They beat a, a solid Liberty team who, you know, at, they're 4-3 right now, so not the greatest, but it's still, you know, a win nonetheless. And then the big win happened where they knocked off number six at the time, Illinois, who has wins against Duke and some other very good programs. So that was a big win. That put them on the map. And then they just got by uh, Bradley, but, you know, we'll see, right? Uh, on the 30th, they play Tennessee, and so if they can win that game, uh, they'll, they'll solidify themselves as probably a top-10 team, as, as Tennessee's number eight in the country right now. So um, the Tigers, I think, are right there. They're going to contend in the SEC. They're going to be able to hopefully make a run in the tournament. I mean, Conzo Martin is an amazing story. If you don't know, I highly suggest looking that up. Don't have enough time to talk about it right now, but you, just a guy you root for. Um, they've been so close, right? They had Michael Porter Jr. a few years ago, still made the tournament, but he was hurt, so we never got to see really a, a full potential of what they can do. I think this Missouri team is good, and I think that they're going to continue to win some ball games. And you know what? For this this area's sake, we need Missouri to be good because right now, K State, 
they're they're lacking behind. So you know, they say the friend of or, or the enemy or the friend of my enemy is my friend. Or what did I say? That I butchered that. But you get the point, right? If you like Missouri, you hate KU. If you like K State, you hate KU. So I I propose it's time for the cats and the tigers to come together, and one of them needs to be good. And I think that right now is the Missouri Tigers. Next question. Favorite baseball player. Now, I have lots of favorite baseball players, but you can't go wrong with the great Salvador Perez. Salvi, take the mic. Uh, guys, you see they're both pretty good today. So what is your approach in the home plate tonight? Yeah, you know, I put a lot of work in the cages today. And then it paid off on from the field today. Uh, you want to say something to the final Kansas City? I want to thank the fans coming out supporting us. You can't take my job yet, Salvi. You got to stay out there catching. After 20 years, maybe. Salvador Perez is amazing. I found that interview 2014 when the Royals went on that run to the World Series. That was from that year, obviously interviewing Gerard Dyson, who's another one of my all-time favorite players. Salvador Perez, you got to love the guy. And he, he said at the end, 20 years. 20 years is a long time, but there's a good chance that he will wear that Royals uniform for 20 years. He's due for an extension at the end of this year, so don't be surprised when you see Salvi behind the dish for the Royals for years to come. Pretty simple question, but I wanted to throw that in there because I have so much respect for Salvador Perez. He really helped me want to be a catcher when I was a kid growing up, watching him, the way he plays defense, the way he's a leader. He's always got a smile on his face. Um, Salvador Perez is going to go down as one of the faces of Kansas City sports right there with George Brett, you know Patrick Mahomes, Lynn Dawson. He's right there, so you got to love Salvi, and so Salvador Perez, without a doubt, is my favorite baseball player. Next question, stick to baseball. Is the DH here to stay for both leagues? Um, the DH, as in designated hitter, came into play for the National League last year in the shortened season, the first time ever that the, the NL has had the DH. Um, obviously, the American League has had that since the, the 90s. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it is, and I think it should be, because baseball is evolving. People don't want to sit there for three hours and watch a game every night. I mean, unless you're a diehard like I am, you're not going to sit there. You're not going to have time to sit there and watch it. So let's speed the game up. People want to see home runs. Guess what? Pitchers hitting aren't hitting home runs. There's no point for pitchers to hit. People, oh, it adds uh, intrigue with the uh, National League managers. Who cares, dude? Who cares? All these guys are getting paid to produce. If they come on for a pinch hit opportunity and strike out, and that's the only time they get in, what what is the point? There isn't. Have the DH in both leagues so you can get more people involved in the game, A, and B, you can get more butts in the seats, more importantly, to see some runs scored because you you have a, a free out at the end of your lineup. It doesn't seem like a lot, but when you look at it this way, that has spot has to come up three times. That is exactly one inning of free outs. Somewhere along the way, you're getting at least three outs per game that are free. I mean, 
that has to stop. It has to stop immediately. And I think the owners know that. I think the players know that. So yeah, to answer that question, I believe that the the international DH will be here. Um, if not this year, we still don't know, which is absolutely ridiculous, but it's on par for Major League Baseball. Just the worst run um, professional sports organizations out of the NFL and, and NBA. MLB is definitely third and a long third away. So yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me if they haven't made a decision yet, but if it doesn't happen this year, I think it will next year. I hope it does because it's time to move forward. We want to start to evolve the game to get more people interested in it. And I think having the international DH will do that and go a long ways towards doing that. Um, next question. How many teams should the college football playoff have? Well, I can tell you this for right now. This particular team this year that got selected fourth has absolutely no business in being there. So now we know one, two, three. There's only one more spot for who's in at number four. Drama building. <laughs> Drum roll. Notre Dame. And that's what we expect. We pretty much yeah, nailed that. That's what we all expect. Well, Alabama and sense. Notre Dame will play in a national semifinal. And listen, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because I don't think it's that complicated. Notre Dame sucks. Now, I wish Notre Dame was good. I think it's fun when Notre Dame is good. It's fun when we have four teams that can win a national championship. But throughout the history of the college football playoff, there has never been, there has never been four teams that are capable of winning a national championship. And until high-quality recruits leave the institutions, like Alabama and Clemson and LSU and Georgia and these schools that knock each other off before they get to the college football playoff, there's going to be two to three teams that can legitimately win the national championship year in and year out. And more often than not, there's only two. And those are Clemson and Alabama. That's just the sad reality of it. I mean, seriously, guys, what are we doing here? Notre Dame is not good. Ohio State has played five games. So either expand it to where you make it more of a tournament, you make it like the NFL playoffs, or just put the two best teams in for goodness sake. Let's go back to the old way. They got it right. There was never a legitimate time where the number three team had an argument because the number one team usually was just that good. I mean, let's be real. Alabama and Clemson, two best teams in the country by far. They're not losing. Clemson's not losing to Ohio State. Notre Dame's not losing to Alabama. That's going to be the national championship game. It's going to be a hell of a game, but that's going to be the national championship game. So to answer your question, either expand it to eight or put it back to two because this is just a revenue-making game that fans don't need and really people are getting sick and tired of watching. And the last question. We saved the best question for the last question because that's what you got to do in something like this, right? Um, Michael Jordan for LeBron James. I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. Five. One, two, three, four, fifth. I mean, come on. 
I never watched Michael Jordan play, but you just, you gotta believe, right, that him and LeBron James, I mean, people will get into this argument, and if you ask this question, you're surely looking for an argument, and yeah, I can't, I can't answer that question. I, I, I decide to plead the fifth. I will not, by my constitutional right, answer that question. It just causes too much drama. They're both great. Can we just accept greatness for what it is and come to grips with greatness being a thing? I mean, we've seen it in the NFL with Patrick Mahomes. We accept greatness with Tom Brady, uh, with him and Patrick Mahomes. Can we just leave these legends alone? Let them be themselves, appreciate them for what they are. I'm not answering that question. They're both great players. Hey, pull up, Lamb. So that's it. <laughs> there's 10 questions, like I said. There's some really good questions that I didn't get to. And if I didn't get to your question, I'm sorry. I might use them for the next time we do this. Um, I'm thinking about making this a weekly show. Um, so I really enjoyed doing this. You guys, I got really good feedback from the last one. A lot of you guys tuned in, so I appreciate that. I appreciate you sticking out and, and listening to this one. If your question was on there, I hope you appreciated my answer. If you didn't, I'm sorry. I had somebody try to attack me on Twitter after I published this episode last week. Hey, if you want to interact with me on Twitter, please do. That's why I have it. I love talking sports. I love getting into Twitter arguments. That's kind of my thing, right? So please do that. Once again, though, I really appreciate you guys listening. It means a lot to me. Happy holidays. Stay safe. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Stay safe, everybody.